Welcome to the 237th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great mm. pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Here I am. How are you? Doing really well. I stayed up uh, a little late last night watching the Royal Rumble. How was that? It was good. Um, oh, I mean, <laughs> with such opened, a buildup of saying you know, <laughs> Royal Rumble that way, you're like the Royal R- R- Rumble. <laughs> well, How was it? You got to say it, it was, like that. It was, think, okay. Right? it was okay. It was. It started it was strong and it ended strong. The middle period was, I don't know. But what was uh, even more exciting than what was going on on TV was what was happening in my living room because I I bought some uh, wrestling trading cards to open just in case things got dull in the middle, which they did, as I suspected. Uh Open some cards, you know, have some fun. Yeah. So I open up my uh, second pack and who's looking back at me but a friggin legend, an autographed card. Whoa. It's Sting. Wow. I From the police? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, the oh, crow. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. He has crow-like the, face paint. I think that might have been a legal The monochromatic issue day, uh, ultimate warrior? Mm-hmm. He used to be like surfer-style Sting, you know, with the colorful okay. face paint in the 80s and 90s. But mm-hmm. yeah, I got a, a signed Sting card. That's amazing. And I went, oh! <laughs> Yeah. Or something along those lines. Now, can you see, can you tell it's really autographed? Yeah. So I've actually seen the process that they do for this is they put this, uh, this sheet of semi-transparent paper down in front of the wrestlers and they go, I got to sign all this fucking shit. And they <laughs> scratch their names 25 times on the same sheet of paper. And then the card company takes it and then they apply those autographs to the card. So they're like, okay. Verified by the company. Um, Man, and you can tell it's Andy really Warhol him because stuff. it looks like he took like two seconds to do it. It's like a little scribble. Yeah. So no way they're faking huh. that. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations Thank to you, you and to Sting. I feel almost more, uh, you know, more. Uh, I feel better for Sting that you own his card than that you own his. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it was even better than than pulling a Sting card, though. What's that? Those sandwiches and those Jesus questions Christ. Oh, that Skylar brought. How about those sandwiches, huh? I mean, every time he's on, it's a joy, obviously. He's such mm-hmm. a sweet boy, a very, very good man. Um, but on top of it, to get a sandwich and for it to be that good, you shared yours with your, your wife. My wife. I'm going to keep doing that. I don't care Kyle. how long Borat is out of. Uh, Borat is eternal. <laughs> Yes, yeah, absolutely. Borat is eternal, but it was uh, it, they were amazing, and you're sh- you were kind enough to share some chips. It was a, it was a good situation. Yeah, man, eating Skylar's food these days is like finding you know an oasis in the desert. It is, mm-hmm. it is. He ain't he ain't going off like he used to. So I thought he thing. was he was messing with you because our sandwiches were labeled. Yeah, <laughs> and yours. Yours oh, was you're spelled gonna blow M- up his spot. M-A-R-K. So he goes, yours has got your name on it with a Metallica M. 
uh, Skylar, <laughs> yeah, he pointed a, out the a, other detail. Yeah, and and so I like went to go look at it, and the first thing I thought of is if you're familiar with Metallica's logo, they have you know kind of like a lightning bolt in the left part of the M and the right part of the A. So I was like, well, what did he do with a C? Well, <laughs> took the dear long listener, way. <laughs> dear listener, he spelled my fucking name with a K. Uh, so I that wasn't was- very pleasant. I thought he was ribbing you because one time I picked up Death by Taco, my to-go order from Death by Taco, and he had written, it was the week of this uh, this joke, this bit, he'd written P. Lee on the outside of the bag. Ah, yes. So I thought he w- this was another uh, another rib, but no. But yeah, he, and he, he, was, he, just, he, was, he was just like, I'm he sorry. He owned up to it. He was like, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. After after talking about how we've known each other for twenty something years, this motherfucker spelled <laughs> yeah, my know. name with a K. So I gotta make sure to spell his name with an A at some point. Skylar. Skylar. Thank you, Skylar. But the sandwich for, uh, made it all worth it. Yeah. It was it was really good. And and those were that was a great set of questions too. And so even thanks. better than the sandwiches, the company. Mm-hmm. What a great what a great time. Do you see how we're ranking it here? Sting card, sandwiches questions company mm-hmm. there you go that's the hierarchy of need mm-hmm. okay well before we get to today's quiz Indeed. how about we go over our calendar because we did not uh, we're recording this a little bit ahead of time right now so we don't have a weekly wrap-up this week right right now i am flying home or i am recovering from being in uh, beautiful columbia i'm gonna say it's beautiful even though i haven't been there yet but i'm sure it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And who'd you have cover? Did you? You don't have trivia coverage. You're not gone on a Wednesday. Nope. That's Just awesome. on the weekend, baby. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. I got. I got. Uh. I got off scot free this time. Well, that means you have all the opportunity, listeners, to join us live Wednesdays. We're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida, for a no nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes, and to suggest categories for next week's quiz, and to enjoy some really amazing, delectable oh. delights from mm. our weekly food vendor. That's what I'm talking about. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. I do think it was funny that Mappy posted in the Discord something and used the word tasty twice <laughs> before it's we recorded on. the last part. It's caught on. <laughs> Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And of course, (laughs) I thought I was going to pop you with that one. Nope. (laughs) No, guess not. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, you can check the show notes or Mark, why don't you remind them right now? bit.ly can i say bit.ly or will people think it's l-e-e like you i hope they know it's l-y at this okay. point bit.ly i'll spell it out for you slash nice guys pizza trivia that's the address wednesdays at eight i can spell it all for you if you want n-i-c-e-g-u-y-s-p-i-z-z-a-t-r-i-v-i-a 
well done. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Letter for letter, folks, <laughs> if you need it. <laughs> and I just want to remind you, our next themed quiz is this Saturday, February 18th at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. The other music is playing here. What's that? <laughs> the other music is playing here. Which music? That's what you told me yesterday when I started singing it. You were like, actually, we're playing the other music here. Oh, when right. I sang that same song, <laughs> and now you're doing it. You, you got me. You son got of me. a bitch. <laughs> February 18th, it's Star Wars trivia at Pointy Belt Brewing Company. Let's <laughs> mark your calendars for that. And uh, we'll see you then. That starts at 6 p.m. May the force be with you. Hope you do well there. We've got... A bunch of amazing prizes sponsored by Cool Comics and Games. Oh, in Cape Tommy. Coral for this, for this uh, Star Wars trivia. So thanks to Tom and the, the gang over at Cool Comics and Games for that. Be sure to check them out if you're in Cape Coral for all of your collectible needs. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? you? Yeah. Cool comics and games. Yeah. Hashtag not an ad. But uh, Tom, an old friend, uh, a trivia player for many of your trivias, used to do quite a number of uh, karaoke's when I did mm-hmm. live band karaoke. Yeah. Fun guy. Yeah, he call him a mushroom because he's a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thanks to him. And uh, yeah, we, he's been a, a staple in the Southwest Florida nerd and collectible community. They have uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments there. I think you can play Pokemon up there. They've got a full suite of weekly comic books coming in. They've got RPG stuff. They've got action figures, statues. And uh, it seems every couple of years, they double in size. <laughs> the, the floor space in the, uh, the sales room is getting larger and larger over there. And it used to be a very small place, too. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the I remember the original location back when I had a comic book pull there. Uh, you say he's a staple. I'd say he's a damn nail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Firmly you know? embedded. Absolutely. <laughs> So check out Cool Comics and Games. Thanks to them. I know this sounds a lot like an ad read, but I mean, maybe it is. He's given us these uh, these prizes for the Star Wars toys. There is a, uh, a graphic novel for third place, a uh, action figure for second place, and a um, one of those window decals for third place. Damn. And he guesses. Hashtag half an ad. How's <laughs> and he that? guesses as to who the uh, window decal is. Um, Chewbacca. No, I'll tell you this is uh this is a prize that's gonna be hard to not keep for myself. <clears throat> it's gotta be Star Wars related, right? Yes. Hard to not keep for yourself. Uh Leia? No. It's not the Hut Slayer. <laughs> um, it's Jar Jar. Oh, it's duh, a Jar Jesus Jar window Christ. decal. How could I miss that? Yeah. So of course that's gonna be our first place prize. Man. Star Wars trivia. Misa like. (laughs) Let's take a little break and then uh, we'll come right back into our first round of trivia. Oh, yeah.
back. Mark, are you ready for your first question? Boy, am I ever. This is a Supreme Court question, specifically famous cases of the Supreme Court. Okay. It's early in the morning as well right now. So. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, I woke up at eight, but uh, okay. lounged in bed, mm-hmm. listened to a little Doughboys, played a little ball crusher. Mark time. You What's know, ball crusher. It's this game where you shoot a ball and it bounces around and crushes blocks. And each block has a certain number in it. And you hit the block that number of times and the block blows up. And oh, so okay. it's like an angle thing. It's kind of like, you know, the balls Peggle. bounce all around. Oh, I don't, I'm not familiar with Peggle. Peggle's another one of those types of games. It's funny how sexual all these sound. <laughs> Ball buster. Peggle. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's just, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> it's is just par for the game. course for these, these kinds of, uh, what are Fuck they, paddle ball. games? Is that what you call them? <laughs> you got the paddle at the bottom that you... Oh, well, so this isn't like that. It shoots. So you, you, the first ball that lands, that's a spot on Mm. the, on the ground that you start. And then you've got, you know, some blocks missing. And so you shoot it and it goes like whatever and hits the blocks a bunch of times. And there's a top and I'll show it. I'll show it to you. It's addicting. It's one of the only times that a game, a couple times when I've, you know, been wherever online and it's like, oh, try to play this game where you got a gun and then you cross this little threshold and it says times five and you've got six mm-hmm. guys now. Like, I never really fall for any of those. Some of them are kind of interesting and it's funny because they always make the person playing them very bad. So that mm-hmm. way you're like so frustrated. You're like, just give me this fucking game. I'll show you how to win it. And I've never... I've never really fell victim, but this always looked so satisfying to me. And uh, I think I'm on like level 870. Like, (laughs) it is. Holy cow. It is what I'll do in the morning when I'm just sitting there and want to, like, if I wake up and my girlfriend's still sleeping, I'll just open up up my ball crusher and I'll just crush them balls while she sleeps next to me. None the wiser. (laughs) Not studying the Supreme Court cases of the past. (laughs) No, but I should have been, I guess. Uh, uh, all right. Well, here you go. Here's your here's your moment. Loving versus Virginia. Settled by the Supreme Court in 1976. Found that laws prohibiting what were unconstitutional. And this is the US Supreme Court obviously. Loving versus Virginia, settled by the US Supreme Court in 1976, found that laws prohibiting what were unconstitutional. This is your easy one, huh? Yes, actually, uh, almost no more than two thirds of my uh, my team's got this right. Well, I'm in trouble, baby. Virginia is for lovings, right? Yeah, like Virginia is for lovers. Yeah, loving versus Virginia found forbidding what is unconstitutional. Yes, prohibiting or forbidding. Prohibiting what is unconstitutional. Um, I'm going to just go. So Virginia is pretty south and loving, uh, you know, I think is probably someone's name. I think it's got to be someone's name, but I'm going to, I'm going to, Go out on a limb, and I'm going to say maybe it's interracial marriage. 1970s, you know, I think 
that was happening a lot more out in the open and loving being such a, it would be such a, uh, a perfect encapsulation on there. Um, so I'm going to say interracial marriage. Yes, Mark, that's correct. Loving Oof. being a uh, kind of ironic name, you know, How for perfect. this case. Yeah. Interracial marriage, the answer. I cringed when I saw a team write down interracial relationships because they were so close on the right track. But yeah, uh, it was the marriage component that made you it know, to the Supreme Court. It's funny when I when I said interracial marriage, I almost like said or, you know, interracial relationships so i'm glad i didn't <laughs> yeah it's an important distinction and this team also they doubled it so i felt especially bad because <sighs> they, they were so confident and so uh when i was reading the scores i said i'm gonna give them one pity point and uh Jeez, said, no they didn't get it right don't do it no pity points and i'm like look they doubled it okay and it's one point it's a four point question originally uh. so i don't know like i said the pity point thing it's fun to do, and this has been a discussion on the the Discord as of recent about uh, pity points or bonus points that are just kind of given for non-knowledgeable reasons. One example that was given was at one trivia, a uh, veteran's bonus. If you were a uh, veteran or military service member, you get two extra points for free. Ugh. And uh, there was you know quite a few folks in our Discord complaining about that. And I think that bonus points are almost like inconsequential until they are, you know? Well, yeah, you could freely give them, but it really only becomes a problem if, you know, it, it makes a difference at the top of your leaderboard for a prize or something like that. I looked at the rest of their scores and I knew that they were going to do very good in general and they doubled on the, the wrong one. So I felt like a bonus point was probably going to be inconsequential to the game, but I agree it's a fine line they have to walk. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll say one thing is pity points for answers that are close or arguably, you know, in in some respects correct is different than giving people points for things that are not trivia related at all. You have a bonus point for wearing green or you even like have a bonus point for wearing you know, an Ollie's or a nice guy's shirt, though that's very well-intentioned and I understand where you're coming from. It is just against the nature of trivia, just as much as uh, rolling dice to see whether, you know, who wins a tiebreaker. It's just not based on what trivia is all about, which is being the smarter and being sometimes smarter quicker if you're doing a tiebreaker by like first person who buzzes in or raises their hand. And, you know, I was, when we were looking in the, when I was looking at the discord at the, you know, some of the um, feelings toward like someone being a first responder or whatever, I was hoping, I was like, I don't, I hope no one, I can see someone taking it as like being anti, you know, armed services or anti first responder or whatever which isn't the case. It's just that on in trivia, everyone should have a level playing ground, you know, based off of just the knowledge that they have. It should, it should just yeah. be that start way. Start at a level playing ground. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, you giving, starting, it's, it's hard to say with trivia because you are bringing whatever knowledge you have. But I, <clears throat> I guess as far as the game score is concerned, 
It's yeah. a level playing ground. Right, yeah. right. I mean, you can only make it so level. I mean, we've talked before about how your trivias sometimes are much more pop culture based and that people that may be younger or maybe more into, you know, film and movies and things like that may have a little bit more of a leg up than maybe my trivia, which is just like made to be difficult and, you know, just harder and more of a pain in the ass. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, you can only be so level, but you know, I would say that you giving people points for saying interracial interracial relationships as opposed to marriage. I mean, I, I feel like most people would agree that giving someone a point or two for basically having interracial, the thing before marriage that usually leads to marriage is not a sin. And I do. I also do agree and believe, you know, that you've all we've all had teams where it's like, okay, this team got everything else wrong. They if I give boost. them, if I give them three points out of the six points they could have gotten, who is going to care? Who is going to be like, no, 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 fuck them? They put yeah. relationship, not marriage. It's like. Eh, whatever. I, I do try to limit it to one point, and I, I usually don't try to do it more than once per game unless there's I've made some kind of error, and I don't even consider that like pity points or anything like that. You know, if I've made an error, that's just uh, justice, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I like how you said justice like that. Thank you. Like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just consider you know, not that for copyright justice. purposes. Yeah. Right. All right. Here's your first question from me. Yeah. Well said, by the way. Well said. Oh, thanks. And thanks. You know, I think we're both on the sometimes we don't agree on stuff. This I think we agree on. Uh, Here's your first question. Faber College is the setting for what 1978 comedy film? I believe it's Animal House. You believe correctly. All right. job. Okay. Way to go. I actually haven't seen Animal House in many years. It's been a long time. That was that was pretty much a guess. I was going based on the year and the popularity of a college movie. It wasn't going to be old school. That's interesting because I almost didn't say comedy film. I almost just said film to see mm. if that would have made it a little more difficult for you. But first question, it's yeah. early. It's 9.59 a.m. Eastern As Standard Time. time. Yep. Um, and so I wanted to give you a nice, a nice easy one to start with. Easy in. All right. Now, here's, uh, here's your next question. This is a birds question. Birds. Birds aren't real. Is that the answer? <laughs> No, I'm I'm going to ask you about a, a particular oh. subspecies of bird, actually. Okay. Scarlet, blue and yellow, and military are three types of which subspecies of parrot that is popular as a companion bird. Scarlet, blue and yellow, and military are three types of which subspecies of parrot that is popular as a companion bird. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I do know that there, <clears throat> um, there is a kind of parrot called a macaw. I think it's a kind of parrot, and there is a golden macaw because my uh, my parents' friends owned a golden macaw. And they're expensive. I don't know if they still are. I don't know what the bird market is like. Well, Mark, but- they're made of pure gold. <laughs> they're dipped in gold, like it or not. Um. And this is scarlet. Is there a scarlet macaw? Um, 
Maybe. Maybe. It's a color, and where there's one, there may be more. So I'm going to say the macaw. That's absolutely correct. Oh, God, there is a scarlet macaw. God bless you. Nice landing. Thanks. Well, (laughs) fucking lucky. It's all based off of knowing golden macaws. Those things, man, I remember, you know, when you're a kid, uh, you know, hearing something's like 200 bucks or whatever is like, what the fuck? Yeah. I had $5 in my fucking birthday card. You get 200 bucks for a bird. And it may have been, may have been even more than that. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. Dude, you get yourself an autographed sting trading card and you can get two gold macaws. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> all right. Here's your next question. In the Bible, who is said to have named all of the earth's animals in the book of Genesis? Well, you got to think that it's, I mean, Genesis is very, very early, obviously. And first uh, book. Yeah. I would say it's got the best known characters maybe in, in the, oh, yeah. the new Testament, you know, it's got quite the cast and they're always making movies about them. And then, you know, I guess people start reading the book and then they, uh, some people just drop off after, you know, a little while. Some people finish it though. They know mm-hmm. the later characters. Uh, <laughs> some of them aren't even named like some characters, Malachor, 900 years Balthazar old, and Gaspiar <laughs> and uh, Pikachu, um, uh-huh. Mewtwo. Who's, who's naming all these animals? I'm thinking it's the guy who's stuck on a bow with them with nothing better to do except go, Oh, you call that one a lion. Cause you can never <laughs> trust him. I think it's Noah. Sorry. That's incorrect. What? It's not Noah. It's the guy who is standing around underneath an apple tree with nothing better to do. It's Adam. Oh, Adam Isaac Adam. Newton, right. <laughs> Adam Isaac Newton. He was just standing there under the uh, apple trees going, I shouldn't eat that. No, no, no. I'm just going to stand here, though. Yep. I'm just going to stand right just here. Standing here. Hey, you should eat that. <laughs> hey, psst. Hey. What, what you doing? I, I won't tell anybody. She did it. Yep. And then, uh, and then famously, Adam went to uh, medieval times where he mm-hmm. was given one rib, mm-hmm. and he said, yep. "What am I supposed to do with this? Make Eve." <laughs> My famous. <laughs> That's a real joke that that you cracked me with <laughs> when we went to medieval times one time, like twenty years ago. Yeah, I'm still living high on that joke. It was a good one though. Ended up in a in a wheelchair Romeo. Uh, yep. I, I had a comic and I said, Mark, can I steal that joke for my comic? And you were happy to oblige. Happy to, please. Thank you. Thanks, my friend. Of course. All right. Um, okay. It's Adam that named the, the animals. Yes. Huh. That's him. He said that one. I guess he was around earlier. Gorilla. Noah. Like hundreds of years, right? Uh, you. Noah also appears in Genesis. Um, right. So maybe. I mean, sure. The Bible's fucked up. Didn't it? Yeah. And I think their lifespans are crazy high, too, right? Didn't Adam they live are. to be like super old? But it's, I think I had a question on the podcast about how old um, or what character, you know, what, char- what character? Mm-hmm. Well, depending on who you're asking, I guess. Who in the Bible lived to be like 960 or whatever. But I think, yeah. Um, uh, Methuselah was the oldest, mm. um, but then there was, yeah, Adam, I think, lived to like 900-something years old. Uh, Noah lived forever. Uh, 
just ridiculous times. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, before pollution. <laughs> 930 <laughs> years Adam lived. What's going on no, on I'm this story that, that doesn't let us live 900 years anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam lived 930 years. Microplastics. Uh, Seth was 105. So hopefully our Seth also lives to 105. Yes, indeed. Mark, my third question for you this round. It's about a show that uh, told me that you were getting into Great British Bake Off. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You were no. withholding this. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of food questions with Skylar last uh, last episode. But uh, this one isn't so much about food as much as it is about the format of the show. Okay. What are the names of the three types of challenges in which contestants compete during a typical episode of Great British Bake Off? What are the names of the three types of challenges in which contestants compete during a typical episode of Great British Bake Off? The show is usually divided into these three segments as challenges. Not usually, names. always, I believe. Well, maybe the first couple of, uh, maybe the first season didn't. That's I why actually, I say a typical episode. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. all, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just got to remember the name of the first one. I know the second one is the technical challenge and the last one is the showstopper. But what do they call the first one? Um, hmm. Trying to think they're all walking to the tent. They're all shooting the shit. Um, signature. It's the signature challenge, which uh, I did not know this. I'll go ahead and give you a little bit of interesting background. Um, so there is an extra tent for them to practice in. So when wow. they get there, so they they record on weekends. So what will happen is they'll be home Monday through Friday or whatever, or it's because it's Britain. It's probably Monday through th- Wednesday is their work week because things are better everywhere else and they don't have to work all the time. Um, and then for the weekend, they'll go to where the tent is and there's a practice tent where they can practice their stuff. And then there's the actual tent. Um, and they will know ahead of time, like next week is biscuit week. So they'll have the chance to go and perfect their own personal signature biscuit. So they'll do that. Then they have the technical challenge where they take off the gingham sheet and they have to put together a uh, thing that was uh, concocted either by Dame Prue or by Paul Hollywood um, without knowing the entirety of how to make the the, whatever it is they're making. And then they have the showstopper, which is biscuits on crack where it's, you know, we're asking you to make a three tiered biscuit. And then each person has to, um, you know, concoct again, something that they knew about and planned all already, but they have to make happen with a certain amount of time. So signature technical and showstopper. Of course, I'm giving you three points for that one. One for each correct answer, yes. And I'll give you three ding-ding-dings here as well. Oh, God, I love it. Well done. Yeah, I kind of started blacking out a little bit with the first one. I was like, I know I know this, and I knew it was another S. I know. I was kind of hoping you'd go Esperanto on that one, just to make it even. (laughs) Starts with an S, ends with an O. Uh... (laughs) Starts with an S. That kills me. (laughs) Yeah. It was tough. It was tough to hear, but... uh... I'm glad you got through it. Here's your uh, last question. Yes, you will. Here's your last question in the first round. Which organs are affected by a vitamin A deficiency 
known as xerophthalmia. Which organs are affected by a vitamin A deficiency, known as xerophthalmia? That's X-E-R-O-P-H-T-H-A-L-M-I-A. No notepad with you today. No notepad over in the room. No, I don't have a notepad. I'm going mental again. Yeah, we'll see if it pays off. There was one episode where you uh, you stuck to your note. You said, you know what? I'm going to start using a notepad the next day. It didn't You're matter. Already. I would say the right answer and then be convinced away from it. So it didn't even matter. The sus. Or you'd write mayo and then we mm. would not guess patty mayonnaise. I love that hint. It was good. Part of me feels like it was accidental and he didn't do it on purpose. I couldn't tell by his reaction. Kind of like the Mark with a K thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, did he just do this and not realize it? Accidentally genius. Mm-hmm. But uh, it might be by design. I yeah. wouldn't put it past him. He's also a very cool cat. Yeah. You know, plays a very cool. Anyway, Xerof. What? Xerophthalmia. <laughs> Thalmia. Thalamus. What's the thalamus? Organs. So maybe you're looking for a pair of organs or a set of organs. Um,. There's always something that comes up whenever I am writing a question about bones. I might use the word organ or set of organs. And there's always some pushback when I reveal the answer's bones and I refer to them as organs. This has happened a couple times at Trivia. And mm. it's always, it makes me whenever I write questions on it, I, I, I'm trying to be really particular about how I describe them. And... uh Maybe organs is just a fine way to do it. There are many of them, so it's natural to refer to them as a group. Bones as organs? Yeah. Are you giving me pushback now, too? Yeah. Yeah, the bones are an organ. (sighs) I don't like that. You think that they're just like dead wood? Like they just like... (laughs) hold your something like an anchor for your muscle to be on they but they've got like all sorts of stuff like involved with your blood and the marrow and stuff like that and an organ is a uh it's it's a it's a system right isn't that the definition of what an organ is it's like a a self-contained system that has a specific function It, it provides a function a system that provides a function in the body that's my understanding of it I I see what you're saying. I mm-hmm. think this is kind of like the, uh, you know, tomatoes are a fruit kind of thing. It's just purposefully throwing someone off. Well, what? How else would you describe the bones? That's the part of the body part. I mean, they're an organ. Yeah. What part of your body is how I, I would describe it? It is a little <laughs> misleading, I guess. But if it you is, know the answer, it is a very. If you say like a condoil. Is a perturbance on which organ in the when you say organ, it's supposed to be a a a built-in hint, and it it does not give a hint. It misdirects. It is very fedora hat wearing. It Mm. is very like well, actually, it is you're you're not doing the listener any assistance. You are misdirecting, in my opinion. Okay. I think it's 
I think it could be fair if it's, you know, maybe a high value question. Yeah, and you don't I mean, do, and you don't do it again. It's like the pity point thing. You can only get you get away with it a little bit, you know. If you're what like, if my, what if my answer to this was Hammond organ? Wouldn't you feel like that was <laughs> shitty? Wouldn't that be terrible of me? Hey, if if the answer fits, if a Hammond the organ, the answer yes, it would be terrible. If if a Hammond organ can suffer from xerophthalmia, uh, then maybe it can. All Which right, organs? Well. Wurlitzers. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm having fun with this. I like that. I think you should embrace that a little bit. I ain't getting the questions right anyway. Might as well have some fun. <laughs> May as well have a good time. Xerophthalmia. Mm-hmm. Well, you've thoroughly convinced me the answer is not bones based on that. So I'm going to abandon that. Tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll give that a freebie. <laughs> it's not fucking bones at all. All right. Uh, kidneys. There's multiple of those. I'm going with kidneys. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> Lungs. Nope. The hips are bones. Is it hips? No. <laughs> it uh, is bones. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, the correct God. answer. <laughs> wouldn't that be a motherfucker? The correct answer is eyes. Eyes. Oh, Okay. You yes. don't think there's a better way to describe eyes than organs, Mark? I mean, you can't say like uh, sensory. Div- uh, <laughs> all right, fair I enough. I will. I will say, even with eyes, I felt a little dirty about it, but not as dirty <laughs> as bones. Okay, well, that's that's round one. Good times. Yes. We'll take a break. Mm. And we'll be right back with our uh, second round of trivia. Right into it. Oh yeah. About a question. Oh, are you kidding me? I was Please. hoping you would ask. Here is your first question of the second round. DuPont chemist Wallace Carruthers developed what new plastic material in 1930? DuPont chemist Wallace Carruthers developed what new plastic material in 1930? Well, I think that this was a material. This could just be my artistic bias showing, but I think that uh, this was a material that inspired a new movement in art called uh, abstract expressionism. You might be familiar with the artist Jackson Pollock or um, uh, what's that guy's name? Does the color field paintings? Someone else who splattered shit everywhere. Well, this guy was like smudging it. Oh, Anyways, wow. Yeah. How daring. Rothko. I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. I'd like um, to talk to you about Jackson Pollock sometime. Sure. Interesting to me. You know, actually, um, I have a movie suggestion for doubled feature with involving him. Maybe we can uh, both do that together. Ooh. And watch a, a document, a couple documentaries. 
I'm down with that. Please. Well, it's one, we well, can even schedule some time to watch them together, the movies together. I'd love that even more. Are you kidding yeah. me? Okay. Last Anyways. time I saw a movie with you, Jesus. Was it the Zappa documentary? Yeah. Okay. It's not wow. as far back as I thought. Still, that's <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, I th- So, yeah, I think that this, uh, this allowed painters to uh, have paint that dried a little bit quicker so that they could be more experimental with it. And that is acrylic paint. And DuPont, I believe, makes paint as well. Um, or that might even be their main product that they make. I'm going with acrylic. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> the correct answer is nylon. Oh, nylon. Okay. 1930s. 1930s nylon, baby. Huh. What did you call that? A plastic? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Plastic I didn't know material. That was a plastic. There you go. I guess hmm. I yeah, synthetic is what I've always thought about it. But what is the, syn- the what is the synthesized material? It's probably a type of plastic. I God, I hope so. Spandex is spandex plastic too. Um, I don't know. Spandex. To be honest. Yeah, nylon is a silk-like thermoplastic, generally made from petroleum. Wow. It can be melt processed into fibers, films, or shapes. Cool. Very. I mean, that's what's stopping us from living to the age of Adam. You know, 900 plus years old. There's there's your man, Wallace Carruthers. Oh, so bright. Well, just trust me. He's holding nylon. And boy, is he pumped about it. <laughs> He's 100% jazzed. Wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. You kidding me? wonder what that name means, nylon. Uh, sounds like, that's... well, he's a chemist. It sounds like something from the periodic table. Yeah, it very well could be. I'm looking to see if I can find some information about it, sure. about the name. I wonder if lawn is like a material suffix and uh, nigh is like the end is nigh. Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, there are things like rayon, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it definitely fits in with, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, researchers at DuPont began developing cellulose based fibers culminating in the synthetic fiber rayon, um, which was a precursor to nylon. Mm. Acrylic resins were first prepared in 1931. Hmm. I was close, time-wise, but wrong. Wrong guy. Wrong company. <laughs> wrong okay. all around. Uh, I have an anatomy question for you. Going back to our, our topic of uh, organs and such. Hold on. Okay. DuPont went through an extensive process to generate names for its new product. In 1940, John W. Eckleberry of DuPont stated that the letters NYL were arbitrary and that the on was copied from the suffixes of other fibers such as cotton and rayon. Um, the original name was intended to be no run 
run meaning unravel, but was modified to avoid making such unjust such an unjustified claim. Since the products were not really run proof because they were first used for stockings, mm-hmm. uh, the vowels were swapped to produce neuron, which was changed to nylon and I L O N to make it sound less like a nerve tonic for clarity and pronunciation. The I was changed to a Y drinks of neuron. Calm down. Yeah. There is a, uh, there is a persistent urban legend legend factoid alert. Factoid alert. Factoid alert. That the name is derived from New York and London, NYL. However, no organization in London is, was ever involved in the research and production of nylon. Huh. That's interesting. That is interesting. Cool. Thanks for that. You're welcome. An anatomy question. My first uh, question for you. The body. Mm-hmm. To match your last question of the last round. Is the answer bones? <laughs> It's not. I'll give you that one for free again. The answer Sick. is again, not Thank bones. You, not bones. And once again, the answer, not going to be bones. What is the term for any fibrous connective tissue that encloses and helps organize and separate muscle and internal organs? Mm. What is the term for any fibrous connective tissue that encloses and helps to organize and separate muscles <sighs> and internal organs? I hate this. Because I know so many different words that are that that I that I, I I'm not gonna I'm not saying that there are so many words it could be because I think that you're you've done your due diligence I trust you as a quiz master I trust you wholly and completely and fully thank you but I know so many words that are like up in that body part up in that area the first word that jumps to mind is sinew. And I love that word. It is one of my favorite words um, up there with juice. Um, there is also fascia or fascia and myofascia, um, which I only really know because I dated a massage therapist for a long time. Um, I feel like it's sinew um tendons i'm gonna say it because i like to say it lee i'm gonna say sinew no i'm sorry Ah, you did say the correct answer fascia fascia fuck man god damn it motherfucker Yep. I don't like that. That does not give me a good feeling. <laughs> somebody somebody did uh, write down the answer mesentery, which is uh, it is an organ that <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's wait, is it? I think it might be a single organ, but it holds in place a lot of your your guts and stuff like that. It's only one part of your body, whereas the fascia is uh, in a lot more areas of your body, your arms, your legs, hmm. probably your head. I'm not sure about it. I'm just Damn. a quiz master. I'm no anatomist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. Uh, here's your next question from me. What fast food restaurant was started by Jane and Jerry Morell along with their sons in 1986? What fast food restaurant was started by Jane and Jerry Morell, M-U-R-R-E-L-L, along with their sons in 1986? Hmm. 
Jane and Jerry? Yes. Started in Fairfax County, Virginia. Well, they had that interracial marriage thing sorted out by then, thankfully. Thank God. Now we can move on to fast food. <laughs> now that we've got that sorted. <laughs> Time for some fun. Got that problem taken care of. Um, fast food. I don't think it said, I don't think it's, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, obviously Taco Bell predates 1986. James and Jerry. You said Jerry. Yes. So JJ, Jimmy name. Johns, but that's two other J names entirely. And, uh, that guy's name is James Jonathan, right? <laughs> that's what I call him. <laughs> I love saying um, James Jonathan's also love saying I may have mentioned on the podcast. I like to refer to uh, New Jersey Michaels subs mm-hmm. for Jersey Mike's. Right. If that wasn't abundantly clear, maybe it's Quiznos. Quiznos seems new. 86 was Subway around before 86. Subway would be interesting. Obviously calls to mind a, like, you know, big city with, with subs, underground trains, subterranean sandwiches. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, Subway, their, uh, you know, in the early 90s, the aesthetic was yellow and brown. And they had, like, newspapers from, like, New York or Chicago or something. And... uh Brown and yellow, that, brown and yellow. That was them. Brown and yellow, brown and yellow. I wonder, I don't know anything about when uh, Subway started. 86 could be it, but I also don't remember my parents being like, let's check out that new place in town, Subway. I feel like they had already been maybe a little firmly, more firmly established. Some other sandwich places, there's Quiznos. It could be Quiznos. Um, Crystal Burger, White Castle, A&W, Nathan's Hot Dogs, Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, I'll go with Quiznos on a lark. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. Subway 1965 is when Subway started. Um, Jerry uh, and Janie Morell, along uh, with their sons, Jim, Matt, Chad, and Ben, along with Jerry, made five guys. Uh, Five guys, burgers, and fries. mm -hmm. There you go. Little bit of a built-in hint. Very you little. You didn't give me the number of sons though, did well, you? Well, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Why but not? I, because then you would know that it was five guys. I would have loved to have gotten that right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I, I, I mentioned with their sons, hoping that it would like kind of tip the hat a little bit to well, how it's many sons B. were there? That's a little B. I mean, it's as big yeah. as I want to give. I, fair. Hey, like I say, you don't need a big B sometimes. I understand. Sometimes you, and that's exactly that's a good example of that. Yeah. Or sometimes you just want a little bee. 
Sometimes little B, mm-hmm. little B, let me in. <laughs> okay. Um, that and you're right. That's the way to go about it. You don't want to be misleading with your hint. You know, yeah. that's like an anti B. I don't know what what you would call that. Oh, like like calling bones organs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you here. Okay, I, I'm put. Yeah, I think you're messing. Just making sure. Yeah, little B, <laughs> little B, little B. Anyway, anime. <laughs> anyway, anime. This Great. is a question about the Cowboy Bebop movie. Have you ever seen it? No. No? Uh, so you haven't seen the Japanese version? Because this question is about the Japanese version. I've seen 30 seconds of the intro for when I watched Adult Swim, and it would come on after home movies or whatever. I know that there's jazz music throughout it, and I know nothing more. And oh, and the, what do they say? See you later, space cowboy bang or whatever. That's all I know about Cowboy Bebop. That's it. Okay. And I used to always say Cowboy Rocksteady. Well, that may be enough, but I've also uh, <laughs> given you a different avenue to get to the answer here. A okay. music related. Oh, so, okay. That, it is a show that, that does, uh, you know, love music and making musical references and stuff like that. Okay. The 2001 Japanese version of Cowboy of the Cowboy Bebop movie has a subtitle borrowed from what song by Bob Dylan, originally written for the soundtrack of another film, 1973's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. The 2001 Japanese version of the Cowboy Bebop movie has a subtitle borrowed from what song by Bob Dylan? Originally written for the soundtrack of another film, 1973's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Times they are a changing. Is that your final answer? Yep. No. I'm sorry. Oof. It's not that. And it's not Space Cowboy, which uh, is the Steve Miller band. Several teams writing that down. Oh, uh, yeah. No. But it was Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh, okay. Knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. And uh, the reason the that it is. The song. The subtitle for the Japanese version is uh, they did not want to pay for licensing rights, I think, for the U.S. version. I don't know why you can't uh, name something that, but I guess there there might have been some kind of conflict or worry about that U.S. copyright law. So, yeah. Huh. The, well, yeah. Kind of a cool title for a movie. Here in the U.S., it's just called The Cowboy Bebop Movie. <laughs> we are nothing if not uh, inventive. What can we say? Are you ready for your last question of this round? Yes, indeed. Strong enough for a man, pH balanced for a woman was the tagline for what brand's antiperspirant? I believe it is uh, Right Guard. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's incorrect. Oh, no. The correct answer is. Wait, 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 wait. No, you already gave your final answer. I asked right, you whatever. Right. That is the final answer. I go ahead. Go ahead. Answer. Try one more. I can't believe I said right guard. <laughs> you came out guns blazing. Like, like with the first question, you were just like animal house. It's like, okay, geez. Is it secret? It is. Yeah. I should have thought about it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, it's like. It's like writing it down and then just walking it up to the quiz master and being like, I don't even need to hear the rest of the questions. That's how much I know this answer. You and I, I both know, know that. players that are like that. Yep. <laughs> and you, you did that, but shame but, on me. Yeah. It was like a, 
What, what was the president that you did that with, where you gave the long story to answer and then said it was uh, William Henry Harrison? Yes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you would throw the long rant, and then, but mm-hmm. you did without the rant. You were just like, "Oh, it's right guard." Yeah, <laughs> I won't waste anybody's time. Oh, I do have uh, one more uh, question for your okay. time here, though. Perfect. Yes, carousels the category. Uh, as I mentioned from time to time, we do take category requests at my live trivia, and uh, most of the questions you hear here on the podcast are from my live trivia. Somebody wanted a carousels question, so here we go. Okay. The oldest stationary carousel in the world was first built in 1780 in which European country? One more time. The oldest stationary carousel in the world was first built in 1780 in which European country? My gut was telling me England, um, but carousel sounds French. So I'm going to say France. No, I'm sorry. It might be a French word, but the uh, the original oldest stationary carousel in the world was built in Germany. Oh, that totally makes sense. Germany is the yeah. answer. Interestingly, uh, the horses and uh, the carriages that are currently on there weren't added until like the late 1800s. So it's like 100 years later, but the, they're still on there and they're still really old. So answer me a couple of questions if you have this knowledge. A stationary carousel without any without any horses or anything, is it just a thing that you just stand on it? <laughs> oh, you know, that's interesting. I thought that uh I, I interpreted stationary as like maybe not being mobile. Like you can't like pack it up and move it. It's intended to oh, just be in one spot. That makes a lot more rather sense. Than, like a carnival. I was thinking like a stationary carousel. <laughs> oh, I guess a kid just sits on a horse that doesn't go up and down and doesn't move. Um, yeah. but I guess or it maybe, could be, maybe it doesn't spin. Maybe that maybe it doesn't spin, or mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't go up and down. It just spins, but um the horse is static. Yeah, I'll put a link oh. in the show notes to the uh, the full story on that that carousel because uh, it does have an interesting history. But we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back with uh, Hayden's rate my question we Ooh. mentioned last week and uh, our final questions. Of the yes. back and it's time for a rate my question rate my question we've got a rate my question here from hayden as we mentioned last week uh hayden wrote that they did not have a rate my question and then a few minutes later i got another message that said i do i do have a rate my question it's here they did say, I do have a read my question. I added that first. I do. They weren't that, oh, okay. that geeky about it. Documented in some species of insects, pseudoscorpions and other arachnids. What is the process called where the offspring consume the mother within the first few weeks of life? Oh, Jesus. So matricide is a word that comes to mind, but it's, I, I think the consuming is not really illustrated with that word. 
Yeah, because matricide is is that's just, just death of the mother, just killing. Mm-hmm. You just killed the mother, right? You did not ingest her. Matrigestion? Matrimony? No, that would be confusing, Would, right? Wouldn't that be wild? That would be that would be so confusing, though, because that's a that's a word for marriage, and so even uh, you know if you're a insect scientist, uh huh, and you say, "Hey, that uh, that pseudo scorpion right there is eating its mother," you know what that's called? And they'll say, "Matrigestion?" <laughs> no, it's called matrimony. I don't buy it. But what a great question, huh? If that's the answer. I don't buy it. Right. I'm I'm giving that zero percent chance of being right. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to love it if that's actually the answer. Don't think it is, but wow, boy, would that be tasty. Boy, would that be scrumptious. I would gamble away way too much on that not being the right answer. <laughs> that's how confident that's I am. <laughs> that's fair. Anyway. Talking Don't about Scudo, 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 Scooby Dooby Dorpians, <laughs> Pseudo Scorpions. <laughs> oh, I ate my mommy. <laughs> Pseudo Scorpions, other arachnids, insects, the process where the offspring consume the mother within the first few weeks of life. So, what's, I mean, what's a word for consuming? Well, I mean, matrigestion is a very good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, madra meaning mother, gestion meaning eating. Digestion, ingestion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're just going off of, uh, you know, taking, mm, like mastication, chewing. Y- yeah. I, yeah. But I don't know. Cation, there's vocation, mm-hmm. location. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Asians, lactation that doesn't, you know, mean ingesting. Do you think the first few weeks of life is a hint to the answer, or do you think that's just extra detail here? I think it's just extra detail. It could be a hint, but, um, you know, I think when it happens probably has less to do with the name other than the fact that it's the son doing it to the mother and what they're doing. Well, it does say offspring. It doesn't say son. This might just be. This oh, might I'm be, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I said son. Saying a Five Guys thing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Janie. <laughs> yep. My four sons are trying to destroy me and take over. No, that um, was uh, Doctor Bronner. <laughs> that was so, a, one of my favorite memes of all time for the for the listeners. If you are familiar with Doctor Bronner's soap, um, it is the the bottles are riddled. With any number of little blurbs and and, and text poems, all this weird shit, and someone had made one where <laughs> one of the little pieces said, "Please help! My sons are stronger and have overpowered me," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> that was like hidden in there, and I found it to be the funniest thing. And I think I immediately, so I think Lee was one of the first people I sent it to, and I was like, "This, this fucking tickles me. This is yeah, amazing. It's a good one. I'll try and find it and send it to you. You can throw it on." Uh, Something after this episode airs. All right. So we're going with uh, matrigestion. I mean, matrigest. You know, do we know that it's the answer? No. But, I, I, you know, if we don't know, you know, if we don't know what it is by just saying it, it is a good prefix and a good suffix <clears throat> that I think uh, is a good guess, is a good sussing guess. 
Well, I'm here to what tell you, you that we're wrong. Oh, tell me it's matrimony. No, it's not matrimony uh, either. Okay. It's matrophagy. Matrophagy. Oh. So we were close. We were barking up the right tree, but we had the wrong suffix. I had a question on the podcast that was about, uh, oh, what was it? Something phagy. Um, Cacophagy? No, it was um, the earth. It was eating the earth. Remember? Mm. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I asked it on this podcast, but damn it, damn it. Matrophagy. So what's, uh, let's just double check. Uh, gestion suffix. We'll just get some clarification here. Uh, gestion is the uh, act of managing, conducting, or administrating something. So that's an interesting way to describe what's going on there. Right. <laughs> digestion and stuff. And uh, phagia is related to eating, ingestion, and devouring. So um, there right. you go. Well, uh, we I think we did okay. I mean, we did what we came to do. We did the, you know, we did the uh, the prefix and the suffix. We just had the wrong suffix. This is one where we just cross our fingers and hope for that pity point. And <laughs> yeah, them down. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Was it close enough? <laughs> I would score this uh, question an A. I think it's good. Um, you can definitely get there, um, you know, with the prefix suffix. Um, you know, it, it's fine. It's a good question. I Yeah, I agree. It is. It is a good question. Um, popular. Interesting built-in hint, short and sweet. That's what we call the PIB system, and that's how how I will be rating this question. Popular. Yeah, animals, insects. These are popular category requests at my trivia. Um, Is the answer that well-known? It's a little bit obscure. Uh, So the, the subject matter itself is, like the really specific subject matter, is is very niche. But people that are, you know, maybe in the uh, academics and the sciences probably going to know this. Uh, people that like vocabulary are going to be able going to know this. We were close. You know, we, we were able to get close to it. Yeah. And if we just had a little bit more, you know, English skills or if we'd thought about it, like uh, like you mentioned, if we thought about like maybe that other question, I think we might have we might have gotten it. So I am going to give this a capital P. I think this is a solid question. Is it interesting? Yeah, this is pretty interesting. Capital I built in hint. Not much hint going on here. I don't know what hint you could add. For this yeah. answer, you know, mm. you have to rewrite it to probably add a hint i mean it's it's pretty much just a definition question you know what is the term for this process you could you could you could say mm-hmm. matrophagy is the process of a newborn arach you know scorpion or other whatever arachnid to eat what or i'm sorry to do what to their mother and that would be all based on whether or not you know what the suffix phagy was, um, you know, what it meant. I guess you could do that. 
Yeah, it's a bit of a rewrite. I mean, it's flipping it, and it's definitely a rewrite. And you it, know, the Mark Davis flip. It's, I don't want it's that not really to be all of known. If, if you have to rewrite it like that, I wouldn't call that a B. I think a, a B is either you have a hint, or you could easily just add additional information, like I did with the uh, the Bob Dylan song. Like, here's the movie that it was written for. You know, right? Um, just scanning Wikipedia here. There are a lot of spiders that engage in this, uh, an earwig, a pseudoscorpion. So, um, for, you know, our short and sweet, it does say pseudoscorpions here on Wikipedia. I only see one listed. Perhaps there's more than one, but just a note there and one vertebrate, which is a, uh, type of snake shaped amphibian. Frightening. Called a casillion. Oh, just look like worms, I guess. Casillion. Oh, gross. Uh, uh, is there maybe like a well-known album or something by a rock band? Um, I don't know. That's how you might be able to add a B is if you could find some kind of pop culture hint, maybe to include. Maybe. I don't know if it's necessary. You know. Um, yeah, but you know, if you wanted, if you wanted to add a, a, you know, something to make this a little bit easier without rewriting it, but I, I do like your solution of maybe not even adding a hint, but just rewriting it if you wanted an easier version. Yeah, and Seems I think like, that it's fine having this harder version. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. like you said, we all need five pointers. We all need four pointers. Like, yeah, and I, I don't think you really need a big rewrite on this, other than just double checking that there's more than one pseudoscorpion. You know, that this that displays this kind of behavior. So I'm going to give this a capital S, making this a piss question. So thank you very much, Hayden, for the question. It's a great question. Even without the B. I'll tell you how crazy that you got a signed sting card. And then there was a question about a scorpion, which didn't he have like the scorpion leg lock? Yes, he's got the the scorpion death drop and the scorpion leg lock. Man, two and two sting themed moves. Oof. Yep. Damn, Daddy. It's Sting Week. It's Sting Week, baby. Mm-hmm. By the way, geophagy was the word. Oh, right, right. Geophagy. You did ask about that. I did. If you have a question you would like to ask us and have us rate it, you can. Write us with a rate my question or rate us with a write my question at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or give us a call at one nine two nine three five six sixty nine sixty six 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 with a nine in there where you can say sixty nine. I thought it was so funny that you guys on lyrics to go were talking about, uh, the offspring pretty fly for a white guy how they say uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis they say five twice yeah and i love that because i have a little playlist on spotify going called songs where counting is hard and that was the first (laughs) one that i added to it it's like the kind of playlist that you make just because of that song and hope that like others will come in (laughs) that's exactly uh that's exactly what it is. I did find another one, though, in uh, Slipknot's Heretic. What's the uh, situation there? If you're 555, then I'm 666, <laughs> which is two triplicate sequences of the same numeral. 
you know, you could go one, two, three, four, five, six. I got um, another one for you. Okay. I'd love there's, a third song on this playlist. Are you need, ready? Need some fleshing out. Yeah. Um, there's that song by U2 where he says, Uno dos tres catorce. Oh, how could I forget? That's 14, right? Go. One, two, three, 14. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> Bono, so there what you are go. you doing? It's you a free one goose? for you. I don't know the name of the song, but I think it's the one where he goes, Elevation? Maybe. That sounds right. Yeah. I'm adding it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. After I ask you this uh, first question of our final round here. First and only. Mm -hmm. What 2000s TV show involves the partnership of FBI agent Seely Booth and forensic anthropologist Temperance Brennan? You said show very weird there. It kind of threw me off. You said, what show? <laughs> I'm just trying to put a little sauce on it, daddy. Put a little, put a little sauce. What 2000s show? <laughs> what 2000s show uh-huh. involves the partnership of FBI agent Seely Booth and forensic anthropologist Temperance Brennan? Um, I don't know. Seely Booth and Temperance Brennan. An FBI agent and a forensic anthropologist. Temp Seal. Here's a name for you. Seely Booth, Temperance Brennan. A FBI agent and a what? Forensic anthropologist. Forensic anthropologist I don't even know if I know what that is it ran from 2005 to 2017 I meant to give you those details not just say 2000s that's why I uh, said show weird 2005 to 2017 Mm -hmm. it's a pretty long lifespan yeah these days Especially, um, yeah, the days where Netflix is canceling shows after two seasons, if you're lucky. Dude, Netflix has turned into what the NFL does with with head coaches. And that is to say, if you do not get action immediately, if you mm-hmm. do not get results immediately, you're gone. Yeah. And it's a bad move, in my opinion. There's a big difference there, though. And that's the, the NFL has like what, like less than 25 spots for head coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So theoretically, or there's no, a lot of no, room. There's what? How many teams are there in the NFL? 32. Oh, okay. Still a pretty small number. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge, huge amount, but mm-hmm. I see what you're saying though. They're doing the same thing. They give them a small window of time to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Temperance Brennan. Um, it's a team of two people. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're man and man or woman and woman or man and woman, non-binary. Are they even human? Um, the show is named after one of their nicknames, their characters' mm. nicknames. 
Oh, okay. See, now you're not even asking if I want a clue now. You just I thought I was going to be able to slip them in. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, maybe if I just lead them along, we can Uh, see uh, which clue it is. All right, I'm going to say bones. Yes, Mark, the answer this time (laughs) is indeed bones. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you motherfucker. You got me with bones. The no, answer is bones. No, you got it, man. I didn't get you. You got it, No, dude. yeah, I know. Yeah. But you, you got bones mm-hmm. in there. Yep. And it made sense. It wasn't an organ. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. And on the spot, <laughs> trivia question written. Thank you. Well, I'm going to throw my out, out my last question where the answer is bones. I'm just kidding. I it do want to add, uh, if you do want to use that question, um, I did write that on the fly here, so it's not going to be in our live quiz archives, quiz daddies. But if you do want to use that question, the final hint that you could use to make this easier is by including actors David Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel, who play uh, Seely Booth and Temperance Bones Brennan, respectively. Uh, Temperance Bones Brennan. She's a forensic anthropologist. So she she is. studies bones. All right. Here is your last question from me. What was the name of the pet dog who appeared on 177 episodes of Married with Children? Man, great pop culture television question. Cheers. Yes. Cheers to you, my friend. Absolutely. It's a good one. I don't know that I remember the answer. Unfortunately, let me give you the full question the way I asked it then. Okay. Sharing a name with a famous uncle. What was the character name for the pet dog who appeared on 177 episodes of married with children? (laughs) All right. So got to think of some famous uncles. Thank you for that. That does narrow it down. I was the the answer. Big B. <laughs> the I mean that's a pretty big B, yeah. If if yeah. it is indeed a famous uncle, it's got to be a pretty famous uncle to now. It can't just be a famous person that happens to be an uncle. They got to be like known as an uncle. And uh I think that narrows it down maybe to some characters that are uncles that are named uncle. Their first name uncle, last name Fester from the Adams family. But I think it, I think it, I don't think the dog's name is Fester. I think it's another famous uncle, a movie character named Uncle Buck, played by the late, great John Candy. I think Buck is the answer. Buck is correct. Yes. Good job. You gave me a hint with bones. I gave you a hint with Buck. We came out. Buck bones, a buck for a bones. <laughs> now we got to write a. Now we got to write a dog. A, he likes bones. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got to write a television pilot called Buck Bones. <laughs> My name's Buck Bones. That can be your wrestling I like name, Justice. If yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nat Newton likes women. You're Buck Bones, and you like Justice. Buck Bones. Buck Bones. Mark Lee. Thanks for another great episode, buddy. All of them are absolutely mm-hmm. delicious. Thank you. It was great to be hither. 
And thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No Known several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big thanks, of course, to our quiz daddy, Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Red Crest Kitchen, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Paul, James, Josh, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole. Baby. Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy 1984. Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Parrot, and Justin M., Justin McCaw, and thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Holgas, Mark with a C, Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas, and all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. Oh yeah, Mike Justice. Yeah. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. Or send in a missed correction or even just a little no note. No nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address. Or you can call us. And I'm talking to you. Uh-oh. At 1-929-356. What's the next numbers, Ray? 6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Do you want to hang out with us throughout the week? Yeah. We have a Discord channel you can join. Just sh- check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five Five stars stars only, please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.